hello and welcome to our my authentic you podcast where your emotional and spiritual health matters <clears throat> i am here with renee mora hello renee good morning good morning i do have to warn all those listening um we both are getting over being sick <laughs> i sound like i've smoked my entire life but i gave that up in my 20s so I don't do that we'll anymore. be okay you got your water i have way over oh, there no. <laughs> so renee said i can't laugh because i sound like i'm wheezing like <sighs> so this will be a very serious podcast <laughs> i doubt it i don't think we're capable of that <laughs> do not laugh anyway so we are back the reason why we missed um the last podcast was because we were both <laughs> one foot in the grave <laughs> it was horrible actually a bunch of people at church were just done yeah people had covid flu um i know a couple of people had sinus infections it's just it's hard out in these streets <laughs> i laughed I'm, sorry. Oh my God. I'm trying not to i'm trying not to wheeze sorry guys i am not 100 percent. renee said she's not 100 percent um so bear with us but we have an episode today um we recently finished a three-part series called Deconstruction. Deconstructed. Sorry, Deconstructed. And we finished it a couple weeks ago. And we wanted to kind of have one podcast that wrapped it all up just in case someone wanted to take a listen, see what was uh, this whole thing going on with the church talking about deconstruction, because that's a thing. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, some people that might listen to this might actually be a little perturbed that I even said that word. So there's that. Um, but that's okay. We like to, I personally like to talk about stuff even though it's not, um, even though it might be a little uncomfortable because I, I, f I find it to be very freeing when we're just able to just talk. You don't even have to agree with me. Right. I don't have to agree with you. We do not have to be best friends at the end of this, but we can have a conversation. Mm -hmm. Girl, we're going to be in eternity with each other. <laughs> we have to learn how to have a conversation with each other. Yeah. So um, anyway, but before we start a few things, let's just talk about some personal stuff. Have you done anything fun lately? I can hear myself breathing so hard. Yeah, <laughs> we did a couple of fun things kind of over the last month. <clears throat> um. Well, you went with us for one. We went to the Dr. Phillips oh, Center yes. and we saw um, Aladdin, the Broadway show, which was really, really fun. And then my husband took me and our girls to one of those candlelight strings concerts Yes, um, where it was all Coldplay music. It was so fun. We had a really, really good night. I want to go to the candlelight thing. What is it called? It's like called something in Orlando. Anyway, I really want to go to one of those. Yeah. I think I want to go by myself. You should. Like just it's sit cool. there. I feel like I'd cry. Yeah. Which is your goal in life to make happen. I know. I actually have something up my sleeve that is guaranteed to make you <laughs> sob and I can't wait to spring it on you. <laughs> but you'll have to wait and see. I I cry. Mm. It's got to be good. You know? What is that noise? What is that roaring loud sound? It's probably the trash people. Yep. It's, it's, wow. So as 
a lot of you know. If you don't, we are in uh, like a storefront, which is our headquarters. And I can't turn the camera, but there's just car after car after car. And occasionally, a massive semi-truck just <laughs> flies through the streets here. And it is so loud. So that is what you hear. But whatever. <laughs> We're real. Uh, let me go back to the, print, the, the Aladdin show. Yeah. Apparently, I missed... <laughs> you missed the announcement not to film anything. Um, and I recorded the whole <laughs> I even thought to myself, wow, um, people are really engaged here. They're not bringing, they're not taking out their cell phones. In the meantime, <laughs> I'm the ultimate rule follower. I'm like sweating through my clothes. I had no had idea. Your phone out. <laughs> I ha- were you really? Of course. I had no idea. I was living my best life. <laughs> the only reason why it wasn't for me to like, post or like hashtag uh you know jasmine out in these streets with aladdin it wasn't like that it was i wanted to show my kids and my husband yeah it was like really fun yeah so when they were on the um magic carpet i was like oh my gosh my kids would love this and i literally was the only one (laughs) and i didn't realize till afterwards i follow rules yeah i respect people yes you do i just didn't hear it (laughs) Anyway, so that was fun. Okay, I, I for fun on a regular basis, uh, my husband and I like to go to Disney, a Disney park. We haven't gone in like two months because either sick or something has happened. Mm-hmm. So I'm itching, especially the weather. Yeah. We're in Florida, guys. And what is it now? Like 70 something out right now? Maybe. It feels like 42. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> Uh, no, I think it's, yeah, it's probably going to be like 70 today. Yeah, it's really pretty outside. This is really good um, for me, Disney weather. Yeah. I went last week with one of my girls. Um, we went to Magic Kingdom. It was beautiful out. Uh, but it did get darn cold that night. But we got to Magic Kingdom at like 2 because we were in a hurry. And as we're pulling up on the tram, they're like, just a reminder, the park is closing. Magic Kingdom is closing at 4 p.m. today. Oh, no. <laughs> wow. We made the most of our two hours, sprinted through a bunch of stuff, and then went over to Epcot. I was going to say, you can you yeah. got the park hopper, yeah. your pixie pass, right? Mm-hmm. Shout out to people that live in Florida. You can get an annual pass, and we are pixie pass holders. <laughs> so anyway, okay, so uh, Deconstructed was our series. I believe... It was very helpful to have this series. What were your thoughts? Because I'm the one that preached it. Right. I did too. Um, It was funny how I expected there would be a little level of pushback from somewhere, social media, maybe within our own church. I didn't know. Um, Just because it's kind of a hot topic or whatever. Yes. I think I was mostly, I guess, probably since I run the social media stuff, I was like, oh, we're probably going to get like, Embracing myself for like comments from people that have maybe walked away from their faith and they're like coming for our next or whatever. Yeah. And that is not where that type of comment came from. It came from church people, not our church people, but like out in the social media uh, world. Mm-hmm. And that surprised me. What was the comment? Do you remember? Um, it started with, ew, mm-hmm. stop. Well, hold on. Let's get some context here. <laughs> Our social media post, you had posted kind of like a like a marketing piece, like, hey, yeah. this is what's gonna sure. happen at Authentic Church. 
here's a deal. And it was um, about deconstructed and kind of what that looks like, right. what that is. It posed the question, does it, does that always mean walking away from your faith? Yeah. And whoever this person was or not, they don't even, I don't even think they live in Florida, but they were saying, oh, you're just watering things down to like appeal to lukewarm people. And I was like, oh, I did not see that one coming. Yeah. You know? Um, so that, that took me by surprise. But I, I feel like, um, yeah, it was such a good series. And it was, we had, have such, had such good conversations like amongst ourselves or our life group with these, you know, on these sermons and on the topics that you guys covered. Yeah, that comment. Well, there's a couple comments. Um, I'm not going to pull the comment up. I'm sure she'll never listen to this body. <laughs> or maybe she will. I don't know. Um, this is not a dig on the person that no. wrote this because I would have a conversation in her face. Um, it, it, she just represented a large community of people that call themselves believers that tap out once they get offended over something. Right. And that is a huge problem within the church. Like we tap out once we're un uncomfortable with something. Well, this is how it is. Yes. Hold on. If someone has a question about the thing that is, aren't we supposed to be the space that they can come to and ask mm -hmm. these questions? Right. I, I don't, I cannot wrap my mind around ill. Mm -hmm. You're just making people lukewarm. No, <laughs> like, what are what are we doing? I um, I use this example of one of my daughters. You know her. She asks uh, lots of questions, and that is really going to be great for the future. Right now, as a child, it's like, girl, just do them daggone dishes. I don't need <laughs> you to tell me anything or try to wiggle your way around stuff. Um, she's really smart. But we know that the moment she asks a question, like, Mama, why does this happen? Or why in the Bible is this? Like this, whatever. The moment she asks a question and we're like, it is what it is, is the moment that that can damage her. Right. Okay? Because then she will feel like, wait a second, I'm being vulnerable. I really don't know. And I want to know. Mm -hmm. I actually want to know the truth. But in order to find the truth, we have to ask the questions. Right. Right. Yeah. And so, you know, there was actually a couple people on the post that we posted that made a comment. Um, one of them put red flags, red flags, red flags about this okay. church. We erased that one, which in hindsight, uh, we shouldn't have done that. But it was just um, to see a bunch of red flags we felt would be more of a distraction. And we were trying to get people to listen to the series you listen to it and you judge it that's fine you have your own thing that's fine um so this is why we erased it but i went on um one of the ladies profiles she had a couple she had like some business and then her personal and i was looking through i just wanted you know like lord what kind of person is she and it matched what the yelling she was doing mm -hmm. on her keyboard. She was, you know, screaming and turn and burn kind of woman, believer, you know, I, which I believe she loves the Lord. Um, but there's just, 
I choose and we choose at Authentic Church to allow people to, man, ask questions. And if I don't have the answer, I'm going to tell you, my bad. Right. I don't know. But maybe we could pray together. Mm -hmm. You know, thoughts? Yeah. I mean, I really appreciated the grace with which you guys replied to her comment. That was on my husband. Yeah. It, It was really good. And like, you weren't put off by what she said. Like you're disqualified from having a conversation because of your approach. You know, the red flag thing, they're not saying anything like there's nothing to engage no. with. There, so I, I get that, but maybe just um, in case somebody's stumbling across this out of the blue, um, defining deconstructed what we were, what the main yeah. theme of that was. And then, mm-hmm. so there's a couple things. Uh, what deconstruction is not is deconverting. Right. And we hit, that I think week two and I think that's where people get like uncomfortable Mm -hmm. they think questions lead to deconverting Um, what deconstruction is when done in a healthy manner with healthy parameters can be incredible for your walk with the Lord Mm -hmm. it's it's asking questions it's taking a look at the faith that you have grown up in and looking at it and saying, what is the truth and what isn't? Because a lot of us, especially, I didn't grow up in the church. You did. So you you can, I have a different perspective as far as like growing up in the church. I didn't. But a lot of my friends that grew up in the church grew up believing things or, um, you know, having traditions that when you look at it, it's like, wait, this is actually not the heart of God. This is actually not even biblical, how we're managing life right now or how we're seeing truth. And it's taking a healthy look at what is a lie and what isn't. Right. You know, or even I really liked you said tradition there. A lot of times, especially if you grew up in the church, you kind of lose the thread a little bit. And it's like tradition What's tradition and what's doctrine? Yeah. You know, there's a difference between those two things. But when you kind of grow up with it, you don't know the difference. Mm -hmm. You have to ask questions and go on your own, like, discovery with the Lord to figure out and kind of sort through what is just the way my family did things versus what the Bible actually says. And there's no—the Father welcomes that because when we have— when we do it in a healthy way and we have healthy parameters, which we talked about um, being in a healthy church, being around, being around like-minded people that want to push you and challenge you to find the truth, not bitter and angry people mm-hmm. because there are people I know personally that sought out that were on a road of deconstruction because like with anything, people can turn something that could be good and just muddy it. Um, and the word deconstruction was kind of muddied over the past several mm-hmm. years. TikTok just took that and went crazy. And it was just a whole generation of people that are ticked off at the church and and just want to um, just talk ill about everything and share their pain and find people that are like-minded. That is not what I'm talking about. That's not healthy deconstruction, right? That is, I'm going to be honest, that to me is so whack, Renee. That's so whack to me. And when people come yelling and like, you know, people did this to me. 
like, yo, listen, if we want to have a good conversation, a healthy conversation, let's talk about your pain and let's process that. Let's work that out, right? This is what healthy deconstruction looks like. It is surrounding yourself with people that said, you know what, me too. I've had questions. I've actually went through a healthy deconstruction. Um, Yeah, I'll pray with you. Let's meet weekly. Let's, I welcome your questions. And if I don't know, let's bring someone else in. That's like a healthy brotherhood, sisterhood. That is a healthy church, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I like questions because ultimately when it is done in a healthy way with the Lord involved, you find the truth. And the truth is, <clears throat> it's beautiful. The truth gets us closer to God. And it separates us from all the things that we thought were a thing, you know? Um, I didn't, me not growing up in the church, I kind of like that I didn't. (laughs) I didn't have like a lot of funky stuff a lot of my friends have dealt with. Like, yo, you believe that? Like your mom made you do that? Like Mm -hmm. you, you did this in your church? This is the this is what you guys stand for and like, but not that like, wow, you know? Um, But for, for me, I, my husband and I actually had to go through a season of, you would call it deconstructing because there were a lot of things that we were taught in ministry and how to handle things that um, just never sit right with me. And every time we would go to the word or we would pray, it would just be opposite Mm. of what we were taught and we realized oh these were a lot of people's opinions and we just took their word for it right and um it's a beautiful thing when you open your bible and read it (laughs) for yourself (laughs) again with people around you but there were three things that we learned in the series one was deconstruct deconstructing is not deconverting Mm -hmm. we touched on that uh two deconstructing done with proper parameters leads to a deeper faith we tr- I truly believe that. And then three, God welcomes our doubts, fears, and questions. That is a huge thing because um, for me, being in ministry and on the minister side, I get a lot of um, the people that come to me and say, I am struggling with X, Y, and Z, right? And a lot of it is they struggle with fear. They struggle with doubts. They struggle with um, asking questions and this is a thing and it's very common within the church. People that want to go deeper with the Lord, but are so fearful of being honest and being vulnerable Mm -hmm. and being open, not only with people, but also with God. Um, I don't know about you. It drives me crazy when um, I'll say like, how are you today? And the same person's like, you know, God, you know, I'm blessed, highly favored. And it's like, are are how are you this favored every week? <laughs> Nothing ever, you don't ever deal with anything. Okay. And I went to a church that like, I, I swear, like guys, does anyone argue with each other? Do, right. Does anyone go to the father and say, I'm struggling. I don't, I'm having a hard time. Mm-hmm. Or I'm like, I actually, when you say this, God, I'm actually doubting that. Right. Right. That's not something that's common. Um, And I wish it was. Mm -hmm. I function. I operate better when people tell me the truth and not 
lie. It grinds my teeth. <laughs> I need a retainer. It's so bad how much it grinds my teeth. <laughs> anyway, I say all that to say, you know, if you are listening to this podcast and you can pipe in whenever you want, Renee. Um, if you're listening to this podcast and you are, you have questions, you have fears, you're doubting some stuff and you feel like you have nowhere to go, there's a couple th- a couple practical things. One, if you go to a healthy church, please go to some healthy people within your church and ask questions, okay? If you have a healthy church, trust me, they'll welcome it. Or two, if you do not have a community that you're a part of, you can shoot us an email. Can you tell them what the email is? Authentic you at myauthenticchurch.com. No, but if you have questions or you have Man, you just need to figure out, like, how can I navigate healthy deconstruction? Reach out to us, okay? We're not untouchable. We're actual human beings that live in Florida. (laughs) That, um, you know, I want to have a conversation with you, right? Um, Okay, so one of the examples that we gave, I think it was the last one, the last week, was... um, the group of people called the Bereans. Yeah. And they were in the New Testament in the book of Acts mm-hmm. 17, I believe it was Acts 17. You don't hear a lot about the Bereans like all oh, through scripture. There's like a small part of of it in scripture that introduces like who, who the Bereans were. And um, I, I vibe with the Bereans because I'm like, oh, Scripture says, and I can't remember, was it, let me see, it is week three. I'm going to pull up the scripture. Um, scripture says that they had like this, uh, what, I think they, they use the word eagerness. Hold on. Yeah. I'm going to read it right here. Do I still sound? Yeah. Do I still sound yeah. like that? You do. Okay. Um, yeah. Acts 17. We don't need to edit any of this stuff. That's fine. <laughs> uh, Acts 17. We see Paul, he's, he's preaching the gospel and he's got to go from like one place to another place. And he ends up in this like city and this is where he meets the Bereans. And it says, the Bereans said, uh, scripture says that the Bereans received the message that Paul was giving with great eagerness and <clears throat> examined the scriptures every day to see if what Paul said was true. As a result, this is my favorite part of the scripture, as a result, many of them believed, as did also a number of prominent Greek women and Greek men. Mm-hmm. Um, it didn't say that, see, the Bereans had questions. They had questions. They're like, hold on. Okay, what's going on here? Paul, what is this that you're talking about here, right? And instead of coming in, guns a-blazing, trying to prove Paul wrong, or say, they came with an eagerness and, hey, let me, let me check this. What are you saying here, right? And because of that, because they asked these questions, they found the truth. The truth led to people, more people believing in the thing that Paul was saying, you know? Mm-hmm. And that to me is such a healthy way to deconstruct. It's like, wait a second. It's okay for me to say, what, are, what is it that you're saying here? Huh, okay. Uh, my goal is not to debunk what you're saying. My goal is to, now let me check it out for myself. Right. Let me check it out for myself. You yeah. say something. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse well, me. Well, I think sometimes 
so one of the discussions I had with, with some people was we were asking, have you ever deconstructed, right? And they weren't sure how to answer it at first because I think this, because this is such a topic right now, people think, oh, like if you're in church and you love the Lord and you're like chugging along in your faith or whatever, you think, no, I haven't deconstructed because if I had, I would be out here walking away from the church, right? That's the idea that it, yeah. like you said, it doesn't mean deconverting, but for a lot of people it has led to them deconverting whatever their process was that got them there. Which is right. the thing here, <laughs> their right. process. Right. So, um, but like if we take this example of the Bereans, right? They heard somebody new came to them with a message. They listened to it. They went and verified, right? They, they confirmed that what he was saying aligned with scripture. Yeah. Here is a little mini thing that is deconstructive, right? If you grew up that if somebody comes on the platform in your church, we should assume trust leadership that they are, everything they say is fine, that it's gospel. They're on the platform after all. We respect, we honor that position. Sit there like a baby bird and take it, <laughs> you know? But really, we are supposed to, and, and you and Pastor Kevin say this often, don't just take my word for this, like go into scripture and see this for yourself. Even that notion of it's okay for me to hear a word and then come back to scripture and just verify. Let me just, I haven't read that in the Bible before. Let me just go make sure that that's there. Yes. The freedom to do that without feeling like you're some kind of um, rebel. <laughs> Even that is a little deconstructive moment yeah. of like, no, I'm, I am, it's scriptural for me to check, to make sure that the word that I am hearing is actually aligns with scripture. Yes. I don't just say, just because you're standing on this platform with a microphone in front of you, you surely you're right. I can 100% trust you. I don't need to check my, your sources. <laughs> I don't need to check. I need to ignore if something doesn't sit right. That kind of blind obedience is something that needs to be deconstructed. Yeah. Right? And we, as a culture, we struggle with like either this way or that way. It's like, hold on. I know personally some people who don't like to question out of fear that um, well, maybe the pastor is not going to like me anymore or sure. I'm not going to be in a position at church anymore or um, I don't want to have to deal with the fact that I might have to leave this church. It doesn't have to be that serious. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Excuse me. It doesn't have to be that serious. We have to be able to have the freedom to say, can I have a conversation with you? I have some questions, right? If a pastor, if a pastor <laughs> does not give you a time of day or is their first response is offense when you question something that they've said or a sermon that they've preached i actually would question if your time is up there <laughs> that to me is very unhealthy and immature right. when a pastor someone in leadership can't 
sit down and have a conversation with someone and allow someone to challenge them or challenge the thinking. Because if a conversation is had um, in a healthy way, man, you could you can get deeper. You could even know the text more, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and I, I brought this, I believe I gave this example and I'll say it again. A week prior to, I believe week two of Decon- Deconstructed, I had someone text me, hi, Pastor Stacy. do you think we can go out for coffee? Because I've been listening to, this was an old sermon series and I forgot the sermon series, but it was months ago, right? I'm re-listening to it because it's a season of life that I'm in and I want I wanted to take some notes and I have questions. Can we meet? I'm like, absolutely. I said, right, put your questions in a document, share it with me so we can be organized and mm-hmm. stick to these questions, right? Because sometimes you can run yeah, out. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm, I met with this young lady and we had coffee for a little bit over an hour and she had her questions. They were legit questions. Mm-hmm. She wasn't attacking my character. Right. And a, and a pastor that has this, like this thing, like if you ask a question about my sermon, you're attacking me. Bruh, go, go be something else. Go study to be a dentist. Go su- do something else. You should not be in ministry. Okay. If you're so highly offended. Um, but this, we, she had like six She had like five or six questions. And I was like, wow, these are really great questions. And I could see from her questions that her heart was to find truth and understanding. And she trusted me to be able to say, okay, Mm -hmm. you can challenge what was said here. That's from scripture. I'm not. You're not attacking me. Right. You know, does that make sense? Yeah. So she did it in such a, be- such a beautiful way. And I welcome stuff like that. I also had another lady come up to me and she told me, thank you. She's like, thank you that she says, I don't have questions right now. <laughs> she says, but in another church, I just, there were just some things that didn't land right. And I just kept it to myself because supposed to just listen to whatever's being told to you from the pulpit and I'm like right Mm -hmm. you know I hope you have a bible preaching pastor um but we are human and sometimes we might mess up or we might not um break down something enough in that moment that helps you to see actually what we were trying to say so if someone's just like Yo, peace stays. Can I ask you something? What's up? You know, you said this. What do you mean by that? Oh, cool. Let's have a conversation about it. That to me is so healthy. Yeah. Right? What are we doing, guys? You right. know? Um, somebody, I'm not on Facebook a lot, but um, my husband, is. He he's on Facebook, and someone posted something about deconstructing, Right? And I know a lot of people that were responding and there were a lot of pastors that were responding to this comment that someone made about how deconstructing your faith is evil. It's demonic. It's, and anyone, any preacher that allows this kind of stuff, any pastor that allows this kind of stuff, you know, red flag for them. Yikes. Yeah. So I'm like, red, red flag. Okay. So we just, we're just going to live in denial. All right, Pharaoh. Um, 
but I was looking at some, a lot of the comments and it was a lot of pastors saying, amen, you know, we need to have faith and we need to have this. And my, I, at first I was pretty ticked off for me. I was like, yo, you're leading congregations and your congregation can't ask questions. Right. Like the single mom can't go to you and say, I'm struggling here. Or that Gen Z that has grown up with TikTok theology actually is trying to have a safe space and a safe conversation with you. And you're just going to, nah, I'm good. Like, wh what are we doing? To me, I have, uh, to me, I have found when people do healthy deconstructing, the church can grow bigger yeah. when we could do it in a proper way and in a healthy way, right? Um, but I was so, I was so mad. And then I was, I was, my heart hurt because I'm like, oh man, they just don't get it. They just, they took offense to something that has nothing to do with them. Right. You took offense to this word that was got all muddy and yucky. And I, I, I do get that. I'm not an idiot. I do get that. Um, but a couple of people on there, I, I know some of their adult kids. And I know that they grew up not even being able to ask questions. And these people are in ministry. Mm. And I know their adult kids and their adult kids have walked away from the Lord. And I'm not saying it's because you didn't allow them to ask questions. But man, imagine growing up in a space where you have to... All you're told is just have faith, just have faith, just have faith, just listen to the pastor, just listen to the pastor. How does anything become yours? How does right. any, how does your relationship with the Lord become your own relationship? You know, which is something that I want my kids to have when they are of age and they walk, they go, not walk away, when they go away and do their own thing, I want them to have their own faith, not the faith of their mom and dad. Exactly. You know, and there's exactly. too many people that have the faith of their mom and dad and their mom and dad didn't even have a faith that was really grounded in truth. Mm -hmm. And now we are in these streets struggling. Right. So anyway, anything else? Yeah. I mean, I think the point that you make about people getting caught up in the word deconstruction and how it has been co-opted. Like, yeah other words have um but like pause what does it mean yeah. don't get like all riled up by some big picture ideology or whatever yeah. what is the person trying to do you know um and getting it down to an individual human heart not a movement yes. or a, whatever it is you know that's, it's very dismissive. And I do want to acknowledge that there has been a movement. There is, yeah. and it is the, it's on TikTok. It's the side of TikTok where people that want to stay hurt go. Okay. Yeah, I said it. If you want to stay hurt, you can. And you will find people that will stick with you. And you can just be hurt together, never trying to seek healing, right? Right. That is the side of deconstructing that is not deconstructing, that, that is deconverting, that is walking away from God, right? And I know several people, several people who celebrate, I've deconstructed my faith, but yet never rebuilt it. Right. There's a difference to me between 
So to construct something is to mindfully mm-hmm. put it together, in, in my view. And when I think of the word deconstructing, I it's like disassembling. Yeah. Right? If I disassemble something, I'm not taking a hammer to it. No. So there's a difference between deconstructing something and de- <clears throat> destroying something. Yep. Right? So there are things that may need to be a part of your belief system and a part of your faith that are incorrect. You were taught wrong or you interpreted it wrong, whatever it is. And that does need to be destroyed and left behind. Mm-hmm. Right. But to throw it all away, whether it's because you had a bad leader or you had parents that were um, spiritually abusive, mm-hmm. which is a thing, which is a thing and is very heavy and, very hard work to to sort through. Yeah. Um especially if you don't realize what it is until far later, you know. Um so I'm not I'm not um illegitimizing any of the the hurt or the heartache or the pain that goes along with that. It just makes me very very heartbroken that it's like People failed you. Mm-hmm. The Lord did not. Yeah. And he also is hurt by what was done yeah. to you. Yes. Like that causes him pain that somebody else's actions, instead of drawing you closer to him, which was their job, right? They pushed you further away yeah. or all the way away if you've completely turned your back on it. Yeah, you know, and a, a, a church abuse, you know, a, a, a leadership abuse, stuff like that. That's that's a real thing, right? It is a real thing, and it's actually something that at Authentic Church, we have a lot of people that have come out of abusive churches, abusive leadership, abusive parenting, um, and so that is a, a, a large part of our community has people like that. So we have a huge heart for, for that. I, we just, we cannot dismiss the fact that there are people out there that have abused this movement to actually just make themselves feel better about them walking away from something they never really had in the first place. So um, I'm glad that you I'm glad that you mentioned uh, the abuse aspect because that is a real thing and we at Authentic Church and Authentic You podcast that that's not what we want to do. We are we are walking through we are walking out things with victims um, of abuse me on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. So and hopefully one day we'll able to we'll be able to have a podcast on that. I want a, a couple more people involved in that. But right. anyway, um, one of the points that um, we said on, uh, I think it was week three, was deconstruction isn't the problem. Failing to rebuild it is. And so I want to encourage the listeners um, of, of a couple things, right? How can you rebuild? What is like some practical things? Because this is what the church does. Just go and do this. 
pray more. Yes, it's pray, but then also how can we have a tangible thing? Give me something mm-hmm. to do, right? So deconstruction isn't the problem. Failing to rebuild it is. And in order to rebuild it, um, we have some notes here and I'm going to read. <clears throat> I'm going to read from the notes and then we'll wrap it up unless you have something else. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to read from the notes here. One um, is when deconstructing, we need to seek the guidance of the Holy Spirit through prayer. The problem with people that deconstruct and then eventually walk away is that they omit that. They, right. They're not seeking um, guidance from the Holy Spirit. Many times they're seeking guidance from their feelings. Mm-hmm. And feelings can be big and feelings are important and feeling God gave us feelings. But they are not to be our GPS right. because our feelings can fail us. They can lead us down the wrong way, down the wrong path. So seek the guidance of the Holy Spirit through par- prayer. Um, there are things we fight for in this life um, that we believe is true. And in reality, God never said it. And in order for us to know what the truth is, what be, what is a, a lie and what is a truth, we cannot do it in our own mind we cannot do it in our human with our human self we have to invite the holy spirit in to invade that space to invade our thought process and help us to see what a lie is and what a truth the truth is eliminate the holy spirit and we are jacked up that you can take to the bank yeah we ain't fighting on that right you eliminate that you're done um to ask the lord to help you remain humble to receive answers you may not agree with in the flesh but need to agree with in the spirit, meaning there are some things, there are some answers that you are going to get, or maybe you're not even going to get the full answer. But I have, I have to trust in a good God that although I don't have all these answers, I know that you're good and I may not have the answer now, but because I don't have the answer now, doesn't mean that I walk away from you, God. Right. I'm just, this is a journey that I'm going to go on of trying to figure some stuff out. Right. Um, Three, seek a, we said this, seek a community of believers who will sit with you and push you towards Jesus, not toward a trend or a worldly kind of agenda, because there's too many, too many go to hurt and bitter people living in bondage rather than free people living for Jesus. Mm. Misery loves company. You've heard yeah. that, right? Yeah. So if I want, I'll find some miserable people that feel like me. Right. And we can feel real good for a little bit. I don't want those people around me. I want someone to say, I'm really sorry that you're feeling like this. I get it. Right. Like I'll sit with you, um, but we're not going to sit here too long. We're going to, yeah. we're going to encourage each other. We're going to challenge each other. What were you saying? So, well, there's just, you can, you know, when you're talking to somebody, there's a difference between somebody that wants to know the truth or who wants to be right. Mm-hmm. That's you know, good. so I, as soon as I can tell somebody just, they just want to be Right. I'm just like, okay. Run from people. How like is that. that working out for you? Yeah. Yeah. Cause here's the thing, like where was I reading this? I think I was reading this in um John Bevere's book, The All oh, God, God, where he made this point that I was like, Oh, you know, that we need to be, you know, the point of the Christian life is to say, Not my will but yours. Yes. Right. But if you keep saying my will, Lord. Eventually he'll say, okay, yeah. not my will, but yours. Right yeah. back to you. Yeah. We are free to do that. He will let us do that. That doesn't disprove 
him that you went your own way and started working things out according to your will. Yeah. It's just such a dangerous path to walk. Yeah. And that that when somebody's just on this path of I am what I want is not for you to help me or to maybe challenge me or to show me the truth. I just need you to know that I'm right about this. Mm. That's not for me. <laughs> no. And it shouldn't be for you, no, anyone listening. No. Right? If anyone tells you, yeah, I'm trying to find my truth. Stop right there. Just say, you know what? I'm going to take, I'm going to pay the bill. Mm -hmm. I'm out. Right. Yeah. You need to set some serious boundaries around people that want to tell you their truth. Don't, don't do it. Okay. Um, because my truth, I'm a human being and my truth is muddy and funky and yucky sometimes. The goal is to find the truth. The truth is Jesus. I feel like the my truth title um, <coughs> is another one of those things that gets co-opted, mm. right? Because there's the my, my truth of my experience of how I grew up and all this other. There are things that are about me that are my truth, but like, I can't impose that on God. Mm -mm. It doesn't override truth who is a person, you know, capital T. Capital T, yep. Right? So we can't confuse those two things. So uh, if I'm hearing you correct, that's the part that you're yeah. addressing. Mm -hmm. It's like my truth about God. There is no your truth about God. Mm -mm. You have your truth about your experience in life. Yeah, that's your experience. Right. To say, you know, that's my truth. Yes, those are facts that have happened. Yeah. That's facts that have happened in your life. But this whole movement of like, find my truth, it's, it's, it's manipulating, it's manipulating um, to a point where you can create a story that makes you feel good about where you have landed in life. Yeah, man. And we have to be, excuse me, we have to be real careful with that. Because, like I said before, a couple minutes ago, I need people in my life that discern those those lies that I'm believing and then help me release them to God and then find the truth, capital right. T, right. in the situation, right? right? Scripture says that we are to die to what? Self. To self. That means this whole like, well, what I think about God and what my truth is. Man, I have to die to self to find who God is, to get closer to him. And sometimes it hurts. Yeah. Sometimes it hurts to know that I know that sucks. You did this to me and that does not. Doesn't mean that you didn't do anything bad to me. But it does mean that I need to find where I need to land in truth and live there. Even if that truth makes me uncomfortable. Even it makes my flesh uncomfortable. Like I, I don't want to die. Who the heck wants to die? Ain't nobody want to die. <laughs> no one wants to die. Right? So anyway, um, I feel like we're, we've gone. How long have we gone for? 
Like 45 minutes. Oh, why it feels like an hour, 30 minutes. Because we're dying. We're here. <laughs> Struggling <laughs> for breath. I'm trying, not, I'm trying not to laugh. Okay, so this is the last thing and then we wrap this up. Um, in healthy deconstruction, Jesus is still Lord. Mm-hmm. But you're shedding false beliefs about him. Yeah. Jesus is still Lord. Okay, we're going to wrap this up. This could go for I know. episode after episode after episode. And I could already hear some people like, well, I have this question or what about this? We literally can touch on so many different things. Yeah. This was just, let me, let's summarize what this um this series was at Authentic Church. And if you really want to go further, there are three episodes on our YouTube channel, My Authentic Church YouTube channel. And it's week one, week two, and week three on Deconstructed. And you can take a listen. Let us know what your thoughts are. You don't even have to agree. Right. <laughs> and the email address is, in fact, authentic you authentic. at My Authentic Church. Right. So hit it up. But you are going to link it. <laughs> yeah. Right. So for those of you that are like me, it's like, just send me the links so my finger can just go click. <laughs> you can do that. You can shoot us an yeah. email. Okay. Say something clever. Say something clever. But wait for the music. But wait for the music. Here we go. All right. Um, We will see you next time. Pray for us. I hate sounding like this. But uh, we love you and we um, will see you next time. Love you. Want to say bye, Renee? Goodbye. Goodbye.